You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 159. Mary and Max, original Tim Tam Slam. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, Don Bluth, and everything in between. My name is Chelsea Robson. I'm here with my fantastic co-host, Morgan Stradling. Hello! Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast, everybody. Man, we are very excited because today is a patron pick. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, go patrons. This today is actually brought us by Cammie, our patron, and she voted for the movie Mary and Max. Which I would say is kind of a lost gem of a of a movie. Yeah, it's definitely something that didn't get wide release, at least here in the U.S. It isn't very widely known, especially for me. When I saw this name, I was not familiar with it. Did not have the chance to see this when it came out in 2009. So I was intrigued. I saw that it was stop motion. It was claymation. And yeah, so should we just dive right into it? Let's do it. Mary Dinkle's eyes were the color of muddy puddles. Her only friends were the noblest from her favorite cartoon. She wished she had some friends. Mary had an idea. Dear Mr. Horowitz, I am eight years old. I have a wish to call Ethel. It would be great if you could write back and be my friend. Dear Mary, thank you for the letter. I have never met anyone from Australia. I share my home with a fish, a parakeet, an invisible friend called Mr. Ravioli. People often confuse me. I have trouble understanding them. Maybe this is why I don't have any friends. Dear Max, in your letter, you said you had no friends. Neither do I. Can you help me? Dear Mary, do you like chocolate hot dogs? Where do babies come from in America? Do they come from cola cans? <laughs> Have you got a girlfriend, Max? Can you explain love? Be a creep! I find the world very confusing and chaotic. <gasps> Dear Max, I don't think my parents like you. People often think I am tactless and rude. I cannot understand how being honest can be Improper? You are my best friend, my only friend. P.S. Did you know that turtles can breathe through their anuses? Ooh. Hi there, M- M- Mary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you have a favorite sounding word? Papapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapap
little things in there just kind of random tangents (laughs) because you always got to have those so but other than that like just expect a little bit more of a thought-provoking conversation and also if you haven't seen this film we do in every episode we link in the show notes where you can buy it or rent it um, on amazon and then on itunes so that's how we watch the movie if we don't have it is we'll we'll rent it so if you are interested in checking it out you can always find those links in the show notes All right, so before we jump into our main discussion, let's talk a little bit to give you some background about this movie. Of course, all this information comes from Box Office Mojo, IMDb, Wikipedia, and the bonus materials, wherever they may be. Now, this studio, it is Melodrama Pictures from Australia. It was written and directed by Adam Elliott. Release date was the 15th of January, 2009. The budget was $8.2 million Australian dollars, and then the box office, it did $1.7 US dollars worldwide. It did not have a wide release. However, it did do very, very well at Sundance and Annecy and some of the different film festivals. It did not make the cut for the Academy Award nominations that year. It was on the short list, but didn't make the final list because they start from a list of like 20 or 30 mm-hmm. or, you know, it seems every year we just get more and more animated films. Uh, so yeah, that was very interesting. And it is all claymation. Took about five years to complete from, you know, beginning to end. Claymation is, you know, an arduous process, but it was worth it in the end. And I read some interviews with Adam Elliott and he calls it a clayography, which is a clay biography. Because this is based on his life or partially, he has a pen pal friend that he's been writing for over 20 years who has Asperger's. So definitely inspired by that pen pal. And so he just kind of took that and made a story out of it. Yeah, he said, I went ahead and I watched some of his other shorts. And it's very interesting how he does it. Most everything that he says he does is based on a real life person in his life. And so he's like, I'm saying this. He didn't say this, but I'm saying he's (laughs) like the claymation Taylor Swift, I guess. (laughs) But he's he made the comment saying it's like, yeah, if you're if I know you, I'll I'll spare in game. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh. Um, but he said that he he's most of his films, most of his shorts have been based on someone in his life, not necessarily anything like the facts aren't always always there. Right. But the character is based around. someone. Yeah. So the inspiration. He's like, I'm not going to let, you know, something take away from a good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I see it, I will be inspired and I will turn it into. So there are elements of Max that are like his friend. Um, but then some things that are completely exaggerated and, and made cinematic, right? Yeah. So let's talk about these characters. It's a very small cast of characters, and it predominantly focuses on the two characters and their relationships, which is Mary, who is a young girl living in Australia. And she reminded me a bit of a Matilda-like character. I can see that. Yeah. Where you have these parents that just completely ignore you or just have things going on and they don't really care about you. So they even say that, she was an accident and really we don't get any attention from the parents or really inter- any interaction, maybe at like a dinner time. Um, the dad works all the time and the mom, who knows what she does, but she does not really care for Mary. And so very beginning, we see Mary just, you know, self-soothing in a way where she's making her own friends. She's making her own toys. She's very, very much neglected and it's really sad to see. Yeah. And then on the flip side, we have Max, who is a 44-year-old man who lives in New York City. And it's not given to us at the very beginning, uh, although the clues are there. 
that he has Asperger's. So he struggles to interact with humans in a very meaningful way and is very confused by some aspects of life, especially interpersonal personal sorts of things. So those are the two characters. But we start with Mary first. And like we said, to me, it was very much like a Matilda character. Yeah, I liked her character design. I liked how basically in she's from Australia and so everything Adam Elliott the the director and writer he was the one that said he's like yeah well when I was growing up in the 70s I just remember everything being brown it was just the style (laughs) at the time everyone had brown carpet everyone had brown everything it was just brown so to me that's why I made most of all Australia anything that had her in it was going to be brown based yeah like sepia tones Mm -hmm. while he well Max is the black and white right with a few color here and there. Yeah, and he also said that there was a little bit more, you know, meaning in that and the fact that he definitely doesn't see things in, you know, color. He sees th- not physically. <laughs> he's not colorblind. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> he definitely sees things as black and white. Mm-hmm. And lots of he doesn't understand oh, yeah. the intensities of all these different things. So his life and he's they're also just saying how most of the time in when you think of New York, it's just a lot of black, white, gray. Yeah. Grungy. Know, grunginess. So I thought that was really cool. And then it also gave really cool artistic elements of just like pop color here and there. Mm-hmm. Like he had his little pom pom on his yeah. head and she had the little beret or the beret in her. Yeah. The lipstick side. of the woman who kisses him. Like those yeah. those big moments where really kind of like <laughs> needs to stand out. And so like we said, he has Asperger's. We're not really given that initially, but we're given the clues. You know, he talks about how he has a hard time reading people's faces and like subtle facial cues totally yeah. go over his head. He's very much obsessed with littering and the the cigarette buds that people are leaving everywhere but then when he's typing the letter it's like instant like boom 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 like he's an expert at that and to me as i was watching that i i definitely picked on that very early because i was like wow he either has autism Mm -hmm. or asperger's or something like that because the social things there's a disconnect there right but things that are very like like you said black and white or analytical are piece of cake for him right yeah, he was... Like he's intelligent in that way. Definitely not, in, like, unintelligent. Yeah, like, right. He he's definitely has his moments. And that's what, at first, because he didn't say, as you said, it didn't mention what he had. But I was like, he's got to be on the autistic scale somewhere. Yeah, because he's very capable. He's living on his own. He's 44 years old. He's not necessarily in a facility or living with parents. You know, so you know, okay, he's well enough that he can live a life, live in New York City, and manage and and do just fine i mean and he's he's very much content as far as things go mm-hmm. yeah you don't ever really you yeah even later on when he like wins the lotto he's like <laughs> he doesn't have many desires yeah you know? <laughs> he has like the two things on his bucket list and his life goals and then he has no real need for the money after right. that point <laughs> which will be very frustrated it's just funny there's someone else with their goals just yeah, uh, like, well, like the sky's the limit versus like the neighbor who like probably is like most flying. of us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to buy this. I'm going to get facial treatment. I'm going to get my teeth done. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and then when later when she dies, she donates it to the cats. the cats. And then that guy just siphons it off into his personal account. And I love how they were like, yeah, I used it for his wife's boobs and a new <laughs> new Ferrari and uh, everything off else off to Mexico. <laughs> Like, I really liked the humor in this. Mm-hmm. The director often calls most of his films, like, they are comedic tragedies, 
which I can totally see how this is. Yeah. I mean, even at the very beginning when you have you have Mary looking out the window and seeing the, the, the dogs. dogs. <laughs> She's like, I would love to have a dog or have somebody to play piggyback with. <laughs> I love that because that was just her in her young juvenile innocence coming through. But everyone else in the audience knew exactly what was <laughs> happening there. And it was just funny that that was highlighted. And they had a lot of these moments that would be considered more adult i guess dogs humping is an adult but right, you probably right. wouldn't see that in secret life of pets right it's just more real. right yeah it's totally real and there were lots of moments where they definitely went places that normal animated films would not go and i really appreciate that because i do believe that animation is not necessarily just for kids and so to have this it's just a medium to tell a story right and right. he had elements that and i wouldn't even call this like an adult Adult movie, it just has elements that you definitely would not see in other stuff. And so therefore it's like, oh, scandalous, but it's really not. (laughs) Right. Well, it's just, I like the fact that it is real. Like, it's like, well, this is life life. Mm -hmm. and this is what we're dealing with. And, And that was one thing that was just so incredible about this film is that in all of these moments that it goes through, it is just, it's life. But it's so moving. Like, was not, whatever I thought this movie was going to be when I came into it, it definitely was not that. Yeah. And I had no conception of what it was going to be. So when I when it ended and it was like, oh, my gosh, I was blown away mm-hmm. with what the just the the journey that the film took us on. Yeah. I love that we get to see the perspective of both characters because when Mary's talking in her inner dialogue and whatnot and the things that she sees, it's very juvenile. But the things that she writes in her letters are, hi, my name is Mary and my favorite color is blue and I like this. And just like typical things that are important to a very young child would like to share with someone. While he goes off in his letters with like every, here's every single job that I ever had in my life. <laughs> and here's this random thing about me. And here's this and this and this and this. And I, I just like seeing the perspective of both of those and how they, the lens that they viewed the world. Yeah. There are so many different themes in this movie too. On Wikipedia alone, here, here are some of the themes that it brings out. It says childhood neglect, friendship, addiction, alcoholism, recovery, the obscurity of life, Teasing, loneliness, mental illness, autism, Asperger syndrome in particular, obesity, suicide, depression, isolation, and anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. This is not a film that you normally see on a kid's show. No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I literally enjoyed getting to know them both because as you were talking about how she's giving her side and he's giving his is because and mostly because they're not able to really meet on the same level and yet they're kind of are on the same level Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to see that yeah the letter form works really really well for max because he his one number one goal in life is to have a friend that's not imaginary right and he's unable to do that in the traditional face-to-face sense so this pen pal gives him that sense of friendship and it becomes a real friendship toward the end or, you know, a few years in, I don't know, but maybe initially, you know, but yeah. they become friends and, but it doesn't have that physical aspect to it that might cause him issues and they never do interact. Right. We ne- you know, they, at the very end you think, Oh, it's the big moment. And that's kind of scary you know, yeah. to see how he would react, how she would. And he does have like a major freak out when he finds out she's she's going to come. But 
uh, it works perfectly and, and really does help satisfy the things that he's been wanting in life. Um, that's why a lot of times people who with Asperger's or autism do really well with online communities Mm -hmm. because there's that barrier there that, you know, and time and space. Sometimes it's instantaneous, you know, if you're, uh, instant messenger or something with somebody, but the fact that you just have this, like you have this persona that you can put on, whether it's you real or fake, but then, um, there's just time to digest and really like write your message and, and tell your story and whatnot. So, yeah. Well, also in writing now with computer specifically, not so much like handwriting because of you can tell when it's a child writing generally mm-hmm. versus an adult. But the as far as on the computer, like you look at any YouTube video and all the like 100,000 comments that are on any given video yeah. and you just don't know who this person is. And that's kind of really it's freeing for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. so. I can totally see how this would um, be very beneficial for both of them, actually, because she's got I'm not going to say that she's perfect either because she's got her own issues. Well, she has a big birthmark on her head that's that's color of poo. (laughs) So that's so unfortunately something that kids latch on to and make fun of her for. I really liked how his comeback (laughs) of like. It just means I'm going to be in charge of chocolate. Yeah. And you're not going to get any. <laughs> and she totally uses it. Uh-huh. And it works. <laughs> it, it, it worked, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a pen pal? Pen friend? The only pen. Yeah. I mean, like my cousins back in the day. Yeah. I would, I would write them letters and we'd be pen pals or whatnot. We had a pen pal as a class in second grade. The people who were, they were, they were truckers. So they'd go all around the country and we would send them letters and then they would write back and and share and then I remember one day they came and visited with their truck and it was super cool so this moment did remind me of it specifically the moment when her mom finds the letter and has this major freak out like Uh as a parent like that's very disturbing that some random person in a different country is writing your child and I was a part of a Pokemon forum (laughs) (laughs) called Bulbapedia which is still around and I was Gary girl on the forums and I was all time in those forums and the the moderator kind of like the owner one year said hey I'm gonna send everyone a Christmas card and so just send me your address and so it was like totally nothing wrong with it it was totally just like hey here's a Christmas card from the site right you know like as a site owner like I would do the same thing right right but (laughs) um, my mom got it and absolutely (laughs) freaked out and like basically banned me from the site And she was just like, why would you give your address out? You know, this was like the early days of the internet sort of thing. So yeah, that was my memory that very much tied with that. Like the mom (laughs) getting the letter and saying, no. (laughs) That's funny. I had a a pen friend um, who was from Canada. Her name was Chelsea Robson. And I met her because back you know once again dating ourselves this is at the beginning of the hotmail days Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. hotmail was like the big thing so got to get your hotmail address so i got my my email address and it was i don't just to put it out there i do not use this email address anymore it is not there (laughs) if you send something to this email it will not come to me so um but it was chelsea underscore robson at hotmail and one random day, I got a random letter from another girl who was like Chelsea Dot Robson at Hotmail. <laughs> I was like, "What?" 
<laughs> and then it turned out to be this girl from Canada. And she's like, I saw that this one was taken. And I just thought, interesting. And so I thought I'd send a letter to see if it was real. And so uh-huh. it just, we were in junior high. She was like a year older than me or something. Uh-huh. And we just, for like a year or so, we, we just, every random little thing. It was not every. Every, wow. every once in a while, we had like a little letter that we would send. Sometimes it would be via, sometimes it would be via email and sometimes it would be via like snail mail. And so like we would still send like stickers or things like yeah, that, yep. <laughs> you know, just like random little things. But I still remember like our little conversation. She was from Nova Scotia and she had some brothers. She spoke French. And I was like... <laughs> you're cool (laughs) but it was also a a very like bizarre world experience because it's like you're you have my name you are me you are me country in another country (laughs) Mm. (laughs) so I I found that kind of odd but it was still fun like and my family's not as closed off I guess as Morgan's (laughs) (laughs) and so my family was like that's so cool send her this (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) It was it was a good time. I was glad that to have my pen friend. It yes. Was, it was fun. Yeah, so I mean I love that this is she just sends a letter just to almost a random It was a random person out yeah. of out of a yellow pages or yeah. something. And then they start this great friendship, which is really cool. And this is exactly what he needed and exactly what she needed. I okay, so out of the two storylines, which did you find the more interesting? Um at the two storylines, they both have their they both have their ups and downs, obviously. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the story, like his story, just because, like, for example, when he was gone for eight months, how he didn't write back. And he was just like, well, nothing really has gone on in my life except for the lotto win and <laughs> manslaughter charges have yeah. been dropped. It's <laughs> like huge things like, OK, if in this case, I would be more like your mom if I had found like out that my daughter is talking to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the weird like it was just the fact that it like falls on a mime and it was just like yes obviously embellishments of anything. right so that was fun but it, at the same time like it was everything was super tragic though like you feel sorry for both of them yeah i liked max's story much better than mary's mary's picks up at the end so for the most part it's just a, a little mundane but yeah. it's because she's so young and she really doesn't have that much going on which is fine. Uh, it picks up when, you know, we see the differences in their life as she matures and gets older and she's able to actually have a relationship with somebody and ease, like very easily move into that yeah. where I don't think he ever had that opportunity. No. He even has someone literally throwing themselves on him and he still doesn't quite get it and wants <laughs> to get out of nervous. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she... We're basically going to be jumping all around here. This is just the discussion mm-hmm. that's happening. And when she goes into her problems, like, well, she has so much confidence and she ends up writing this book about him and everything. And I'm thinking, did you really expect him to like this? Like, mm-hmm. especially since he had this whole conversation with his therapist about how he doesn't want to be cured. He doesn't think he has a problem. And yeah, like this is me. There's nothing wrong with me. Right. And so like that whole thing, like you really thought that this would just fly over. Uh, I just don't think so. Yeah. And I think that just goes in. It's interesting because she has so much experience and has done her thesis on this yet still doesn't really take into account how that would affect him. 
Right. Well, I don't think she's ever actually been Well, that's what I thought was interesting is she wrote her thesis on just her interactions of a pen pal. Yeah. And like, this is, this is Asperger's. Like, this is everything we know. He's my test subject. But he never knew he was being tested on or whatnot or being investigated or looked at. And it just seemed interesting that she, maybe she did, but it doesn't really seem so that any other you know, real life interactions yeah. with someone who actually has it. Cause that's totally different. Right. Having a pen pal is way different from like having a, like a, I live with this person type of a, of a reality. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she basically throws it all away when she, he gets very upset when he founds out she's Since going to visit. M. Yeah. And then forever he can't write anything with an M. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Airy. Oh, oh Airy. <laughs> What's interesting about it, I mean, this is also one of those dangers of the fact that when you don't have a one-on-one in the same room type of relationship with someone, your whole idea of them is very skewed. And mm-hmm. so that's a huge in some ways it's a good thing because it gives both of them the opportunity to have this friendship. The- There's a wide spectrum yeah. of Asperger's and autism. And I think that's one thing we need to talk about is that yeah. uh, he, his is definitely very much exaggerated yes. and probably on one, the extreme side of the scale. And so when we're talking about this again, we don't have Asperger's or autism. We're not experts on it. This is just our analysis of it from the movie's perspective and what's presented to us. But I have have interacted with lots of people who have Asperger's and autism, specifically through the site. Yeah. And it's been a very educational and, and great experience to become friends with them and to work with them and, and whatnot. So this is, hey, this is Adam telling us, you know, and, and really educating the world. Like I loved how I even used like terms that are common like Aspies. Yeah. I love that he brought this topic to center stage because it's, I think it's more and more common nowadays. Yeah. Especially like for the seventies or eighties, very uncommon. Or at least at the brink of coming out. Not necessarily uncommon because I'm not going to say that it's like, obviously it's exploded. The people who like the amount of people it's, it's just awareness, awareness of it. Yeah. And just like so many different types of, they call it a disability. Yeah. But when you're reading Adam's um, interviews and whatnot, he says, I don't call this a disability. I refer to just as our limitations because we Mm -hmm. all have limitations in our lives, every single one of us. And some of them are much more extreme than others. And so he does not like to call it a disability. Uh, you live with someone with a severe disability in a way mm-hmm. with Down syndrome. It's just very different. Yeah. So my sister Marissa has Down syndrome and I would say on the scale, she's very high functioning Yes, compared to uh, some of her friends. And I grew up with her friends. I know have, I have several um, because she's three years older than me, two and a half years older than me. We are always in the same area. Like, we were just always together too. And so mm-hmm. I always went to things that she was going to. So I do have quite a bit of um, of experience with people who have limitations like this. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, when I talk to people who also live with somebody with other limitations like these, I generally come across as not being politically correct because I'm very upfront about it. I'm like, oh, is he, does he have autism or does she mm-hmm. have 
this like i'm very black and white and the fact that you just white. want to call it what it is yeah and not like beat around the bush and be like oh well we don't we talked we don't talk about that right no it's <laughs> like this is what it is and it helps you better understand yeah what it is like this person and what they're dealing with and how i can help them better it's interesting because a lot of people if they don't know my my background they they think oh my gosh she's so, so insensitive insensitive yeah i'm like well <laughs> i'm more it's i would say it's more like a doctor would want to know what yeah the, what somebody's diagnosis is like just to know what's going on but yeah you find i find that when i talk to other people who live in the same situation they are the same and like so we don't judge each other mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're, yeah we're cool <laughs> like the newspaper just referred to him as like retarded man right blah blah, blah which that is a term that is very much off limits nowadays yeah, compared to is. how it used to be mm-hmm. uh, i don't think we even really refer to anyone no it's uh, become much more diagnosive yeah as opposed to generalities mm-hmm. and i just remember like also being very offended when people would call my sister retarded or something because mm-hmm. it was just like you don't know like i think it was more of like you're putting her in this box of something and giving her the limitations that she doesn't have like she already has enough why you gotta yeah throw her into others and it's just knowing that some people don't know how to talk about these things so yeah um it's it's interesting watching how both of these interactions work out um especially with with mary like looking at how she she has put so much stock in this relationship because it is her main friend after her husband has left her and he kind of left during her breakdown yeah so but still he had his pen friend (laughs) i was like oh yes oh brother (laughs) (laughs) i love you mary i just love him more (laughs) what where'd this come from i'm like okay that's a that's a plot twist i did not see i didn't see that either (laughs) i was like okay um but she seeing her breakdown originally from him from the fact that max sends her the m off of his typewriter and everything how she realizes the pain that i guess rash actions um just assuming that she knows a lot and just like (laughs) oh just running with it instead of like really backing up and to let him know i guess what was going on she just goes into this deep deep depression and I can see that. And it's also kind of like a warning sign for people who, like, for example, if you have different relationships online, it's, it is good to realize that they are not totally, if something happens that maybe offends you in some way, it, a lot of times it's not real. Like you may be reading more into this than what was actually presented and so i mean it's just like talking to somebody in text message like yeah don't have important conversations via text <laughs> this <Yes>. is not okay <laughs> lots of bad things happen when you do that um but it's so she just i think she would have been sad but i don't think she would have been as depressed had she known exactly what his state was when he like yeah he was upset and angry but you know he was going to calm down but for her to like jump to the conclusions of okay my i am totally depressed that i'm gonna go straight to suicide yeah is just like whoa we need to that's long before that is when you need to really assess the situation and think hmm maybe i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not maybe that hard off or Mm -hmm. something 
it was just like just so many extremes in this movie yeah i did find it a little unrealistic that she seemed to be okay like she had gotten all this confidence and uh-huh. so was that just false because you know she was finally getting the physical attention you know with not just physical but you know emotional and like she had this true friend yeah and then that was taken away from her and then her only other real friend that had been this this cord throughout her life yeah basically shuts her out and so i i mean i do see how that could lead you into a a big depression obviously with him going she had nothing at that point so uh, it's for her there was really nothing to live for with but still it just it it happened so quickly. I understand why it's a movie. We need to right. move things along. But <laughs> I mean, finding the pills and the, this on your neck. and It was intense. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. Super intense. One, a funny thing is Adam Elliott, he, he puts a lot of taxidermy in his films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, what the heck? What is your obsession with taxidermy? We can learn a lot about somebody just by watching <laughs> what types of things themes that they put in their movies another thing that i thought was interesting is that this is a very very positive relationship for both of them however it definitely affects max significantly more where it every almost every letter he gets triggered by something that's said or just the fact that the letter arrives the first time yeah and it really throws him for a loop it's it's slightly unhealthy for him because it causes him to go on these yeah you know into these into the state but he he needs it so much at the same time is that he eventually gets over it and then you know starts writing this major letter yeah which probably is five six times the length of hers yeah oh yeah i really liked the neighbor across the street Mm -hmm. (laughs) and every time he tries to go outside it's like he finally got over his fear of the his fear of the outdoors. But it's like every time he went outside before, it's like the dog is about yeah, to kill yeah. him. And then somebody like runs into his right. house. Right. And I, like, I would be afraid too. Yeah. He had a reason. Okay, uh, guys. I liked that. <laughs> Her parents die. So again, that's another thing that, yeah, you know, she's losing everything. But at the same time, I mean, I really didn't feel she was sad. She was crying. She shows emotion. Yes. Well, he does not. And she sends him her tears. Oh, that was sad. <laughs> Which was really sad. But yeah, even at the, at the funeral, you know, her parents have, they die within a year, one in 88, one in 89. And she's very sad. You know, they're her only family. Uh, she has very little friends. And even though the parents, it doesn't seem to that they, they really improved much. The mom was still super mean and, and yeah. the dad was like working all the time putting strings on tea bags <laughs> for 40 years earl gray <laughs> i want to marry a man named earl gray <laughs> yeah it was like, very have a funny. castle in scotland i actually am i'm totally fine with these aspirations <laughs> hey she she knew it was up <laughs> you talked about the different themes chocolate is a theme that is as a theme. well i mean one of their things that they do is they're always sending each other very obscure chocolates in every single package, which was very funny to me. I'm sure he got a whole bunch of Tim Tams. Oh, yeah. So we could do those Tim Tam Slams. If you don't know what a Tim Tam Slam is, you need to look this up. It's pretty awesome. So basically what you do, it's a Tim Tam is a is a type of, of a chocolate. Chocolate like wafer, wafer cookie. And yeah. And they what they do is they, they bite off a corner on opposite ends and then stick it in hot milk. And then like you have to suck up the hot milk 
and mm-hmm. then suck up the whole Tim Tam itself in one slam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite fun to watch. <laughs> oh. It's way too much chocolate. I actually, yeah. at work, we have different teams that support different countries. Oh, really? And so the Australia team is right outside my door. And actually yesterday or two days ago when I was at work, um, they had leftover cookies from Halloween and I was eating them. Uh, way too many they were like little (laughs) mini sugar cookies that were about an inch in diameter so you know you grab like two three and then you come back for two or three more and he's like oh you like chocolate like yeah he's like i got something for you this is my (laughs) secret stash so he pulls out of his desk the supervisor and he's like they sent me all this australian stuff because we're the australian team but have you heard of tim tams (laughs) (laughs) like oh boy have i (laughs) (laughs) oh boy I have a friend who she lived there for a couple of years and she I asked her one time I was like okay do should I go with the normal Tim Tam or the caramel Tim Tam she's like oh original all the way don't even waste your time I was like (laughs) oh okay that's funny (laughs) sounds I'll I'll remember that any Australians out there please let us know which is original or (laughs) caramel caramel. (laughs) very nice so the, the ending of this movie is was quite sad. I cried at the ending. Oh, I totally cried. It which was un which was shocking to me. It was I, d- so I did not unexpected. think that I was going to get emotional, but it was just very sad that she finally made it. She has a baby. Yeah. Which is even more just sad because, you know, it's it's a remnant of this last relationship and but still positive. Bittersweet. You know. Yeah, exactly. Very bittersweet. Like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> And so they come and it's, it was unclear to me whether they moved there. They went with the intention of moving there or they just came to visit. I think they were just to visit. Yeah. And so she goes in and she's just like, Hey Max, Hey, what's up? Any, hello. And then, you know, sees him and he has passed out and died on his couch very peacefully. Uh huh. I liked how they brought in mm-hmm. his faces book. Yeah. Basically he's trying to mimic. Yeah. People's re- like, faces as far as like happy he's mm-hmm. trying to mimic happiness show happiness on his mm-hmm. outside even though he he really doesn't know how and then it like as you're looking at him from the side he just looks like he's staring up there with his mouth open but then you look at him in the bird's eye view and he's smiling as he's looking up at all of the letters mm-hmm. that she has written him over the years and it's just like wow i know it was so much and you don't and it wasn't until that moment until you realize how much these this relationship and i think any relationship could mean to someone i've been in i've had different relationships with people where it's like i i know that they don't know how much they our relationship has meant to me like i just not to say that i haven't like told them or anything but it's just like there's certain times you can tell somebody that yeah our your relationship means a lot but at the same time it's like there's it's hard to express a lot of times and like they did a a fantastic job of him who has a very difficult time expressing anything you know as far as emotions Mm -hmm. to show Mm -hmm. exactly how much that meant to him yeah so it was so moving and i think just from that for me goes straight up to four star movie like yeah even though i for me, I don't think this is a movie that I would ever watch again. I don't, yeah. It, it was a lot have, to take in. It, yeah. It was a lot. <laughs> I, Chelsea, I didn't get the chance to watch it. So I mentioned to Chelsea and she's like, oh, well, this isn't a movie that you can multitask. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, maybe I can just do it in the background at work. 
She's like, no, this isn't really a movie that you can multitask. You really have to be all in. You do. Which you do. And you have to, once you're all in, you really, you just like, it's, it, it's draining in a way. Drain. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's not something that I would be able to watch again, probably, but at the same time, I appreciate it for what it is. And I am glad that I watched it. Any piece of art that is able to move you like that is worth watching. Yeah. At least once, you know? So. Yeah. I, for me, if we're just going to jump straight to the, to the ratings, I would give it four stars for me. Yeah. No replay value, but dang, it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm going to give it four stars as well. I thought that it was very, very emotional, very well done. Um, from the very first few minutes, I went from, I'm not quite sure what I'm watching to, oh, I'm, I'm invested Uh and I really like this. And I really loved their relationship. I love seeing how it progressed over time. And I loved that it gave us this view into the world of, of someone who lives with Asperger's and everything that they have to go through and trying to show us a little bit what the world is like from their lens, or at least this is Max's view and, and right. his level of Asperger's that he has. And I thought that was a really, really cool topic that we were able to dive into and discuss and that this movie was very real and raw and didn't try to sugarcoat anything. It just, it, it was a tragedy mm-hmm. in the end. It, there were a few happy moments, obviously, but yeah. in the end, it really was a tragedy and doesn't necessarily end on a very happy note. I mean, it, you can, it is happy, but a, a bittersweet again bittersweet. at the end. So for that reason, four stars, I really was impressed by this. So thank you, Cammy. For recommending it. Yeah, thank you, I am now. My eyes are now open to something that I never even knew existed until today when I watched it. Yeah, for sure. So if you have seen this movie or if you decide to watch it and want to tell us what your thoughts are, please send us a voicemail. We'd love to hear more about what you guys thought. If you go to rotoscopers.com slash voicemails, or you can dial our phone number if you're in the United States at 406-646-6575 to leave us a message there. All of the information for this movie is going to be on rotoscopers.com slash 159. As if you have any links or anything to suggest and any comments, you can also go there. And we're very excited to talk to you guys about this movie on that forum as well. So our next movie is going to be something that's much more fun, much more jovial and a little less serious. It is the 10 year anniversary of Enchanted coming up. I know. So we're going to go and dive into it and do Enchanted. And Enchanted is a 2D live action hybrid. So it counts. It counts. <laughs> and it's there a are really 13 minutes <laughs> right? of animation in this. And it is a really, really cool film to talk about, especially its place in Disney history and Disney animation, what was happening with the studio then. So I mean this oh, I, I have so much to say, but I, I, I will hold back. I will not talk. <laughs> and until, so much that we'll be going into. And I guess that's until next time. We, we are, are the, the Rotoscopers. But before we get into that, how have you been, Chelsea? I've been doing good. Well, kind of. <laughs> I've had some issues, like painful issues over the last like week or so. Oh, wow. That's not <laughs> encouraging at all? No, it's not. Have you ever been stung by a bee? I have. 
it's very uncomfortable. I got stung in my head. I, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. And then it like made something like swell up in my neck and I like, couldn't move my neck for like three, four days. And then I went horseback riding and my leg, I was dumb and I didn't wear long enough pants. And so my skin ended up going like rubbing against the saddle. And then it just like carved away up my leg. And so I can barely walk now. And there you have it. This is the Animation Addicts Podcast. You're central for all things Debbie Downer. <laughs> oh. The original Tim Tam Slam. Tim Tam Slam? Original Tim Tam Slam. Works for me. I mean, Tim Tams and then Tim Tam Slam. Tim Slam? Tim Tam Slams. A Tim Tam Slam is the actual thing, but Tim Tams are the candy. Yeah, so what am I saying? I don't know. What's happening here? <laughs> I don't know. We need something easier. <laughs>